Mark it down right now, Pittsburgh fans. The Steelers will play in 2020, and the defense will be scary good. Welcome to the Steelers Update Podcast from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The Steelers spent plenty of draft capital on its defense over the years. For various reasons, many of those picks didn't have positive returns. There was the tragic Ryan Shazier sustaining a career-ending spinal injury two seasons ago. There was the ridiculous, highly touted first-round linebacker Jarvis Jones not only flaming out in Pittsburgh, but failing in the NFL as a whole. And then there was the painful. First-round cornerback Artie Burns, pretty much any time the football was in the air and headed his way. Ouch. Well, general manager Kevin Colbert has had a blind spot when it comes to assessing NFL talent, and it really showed up in the Steelers' secondary. Colbert all but gave up drafting safeties and cornerbacks. Instead, he and the Steelers started trading for them and landing them in free agency. In doing so, Colbert and the Steelers tacitly admitted their mistakes in trying to build a homegrown secondary. But they owned up to those mistakes, corrected them, and paid the high price in the form of free agent contracts and draft picks traded away to other teams all in return for proven players. Safety Minka Fitzpatrick is the poster child for this Pittsburgh secondary overhaul, but he's more of a Steelers symbol of this new approach to shutting down the opponent's passing attack. There are other pieces that built this puzzle, and we will get into them later in this podcast course, it wasn't just that trade with Miami that brought Minka to the 412 area code. And it came at a high price. The Steelers traded away their 2020 first rounder, pick number 18, to the Dolphins. But Fitzpatrick coming to Pittsburgh completed this outsourced secondary renovation in spectacular fashion. Now, we breathlessly await Minka's second year with the surging defense that is your Steelers. Fitzpatrick, for one, is already licking his chops and predicting plenty of good things to come for the Steelers' D and lots of havoc to come down on the heads of offensive opponents. By the way, Minka is fully confident the Steelers and the rest of the NFL will have a full football season despite the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. He predicts America will have COVID's number come the fall, just as Steelers defenders will have the number of opposing offenses. Just how high will those interceptions, fumbles, and sack stats get for the Steelers? Well, I have all of Minka's choice comments on the state of the Steelers in 2020, along with a great grab bag of comments, news, and notes on your Steelers in this prediction-oriented edition of the Steelers Update Podcast. So let's get right to it. 
Yes, the Steelers' secondary has been remade, but it still is dangerously thin when you get past the starters. So how will the Steelers adapt under year two with Minka Fitzpatrick? Steelers reporters poked and prodded Fitzpatrick for answers in a Zoom call this week. Here's what the superstar safety had to say, as reported by Jerry Dulac with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So, what does Dulac see in the Steelers' secondary? Well, he sets the stage this way, quote, The Steelers had to limit their defensive packages last season when Fitzpatrick arrived after the second game of the season. But as he became more comfortable in the secondary, they were able to gradually expand their schemes as the season wore on. Now, with an entire offseason, truncated as it might be by COVID-19, Fitzpatrick has the whole library of defenses at his disposal. In year two, it's not so much about expanding what Fitzpatrick does, it's more about expanding what the defense can do around him, knowing he has control from his free safety position. Now, here is what Fitzpatrick had to say about this year two with the Steelers. Quote, I think last year coming in at the time I did, I didn't know the playbook as well as I do now. The coaches wanted to keep it simple for me, and they did. I appreciated that. Now, if the coaches want me to move around, I'll move around. If they don't, then I don't need to. I'm trying to learn the system and get it down to a T just in case they ask me to move. I can move, unquote. A simple, maybe it was last year, but also very effective for the Steelers D and for Minka Fitzpatrick. So much so, here's Jerry Dulac and his analysis on Fitzpatrick's considerable impact right from the start with the Steelers. Quote, Fitzpatrick made such an immediate splash with the Steelers that opposing quarterbacks stopped looking his way and testing his area. Or so it seemed to the six foot one, 207 pound free safety. The downside in the final seven games Fitzpatrick did not have an interception or forced fumble and had just one fumble recovery and pass defense, said Fitzpatrick on this offensive trend of shying away from his side of the field. Quote, if I was in the middle of the field, they weren't going to be throwing in the middle of the field. If I was in half, they weren't going to be targeting that area where I was. I don't know if it was a game plan or decision-making by the quarterback, but I did realize a difference, unquote. This season, Dulac writes that Minka will be calling the shots in the secondary, but two other budding Steelers stars in that Steelers defense will need to step up. Quote, Fitzpatrick will call the signals in the back end of the defense, a role he picked up with ease. A bigger question for the Steelers is how well inside linebacker Devin Bush, last year's number one draft choice, can make the calls for the front seven. Bush will have that responsibility because he's expected to be on the field more than any of the other linebackers. Unlike Fitzpatrick, the Steelers are expecting a big jump from Bush in his second season with the team. 
Another one that they want to step up is strong safety Terrell Edmonds, who will be looked at as a possible replacement for Mark Barron in some defensive schemes. Both of those players will be aided by the presence of Fitzpatrick in the middle of the field, unquote, all analysis from Jerry Dulac. My bottom line, reading all of this and looking at Minka and his comments, is there is plenty of room for this scary Pittsburgh D to get even scarier in 2020. And that is a frightening thought for all of the Steelers' offensive opponents. As Dulac duly notes, Fitzpatrick is the first to say this coming season for the Steelers will be better than the sixth-ranked unit that allowed an average of just 16.75 points a game in the final eight games last season. The past is merely prologue for the stellar, stalwart, and strong Steelers D about to show its true mettle. Said Fitzpatrick, quote, I think we're one of the best. It was reflected last year in the way we played. We were in the top three, top five, in almost every single category. So I think our talent and execution level, a lot of the guys have talent, but our execution level with our talent level is what sets us apart and will continue to set us apart, unquote. Hey guys, I don't know about you, but that just sent shivers down my spine. I, for one, can't wait till the entire NFL gets a load of this Steelers D, and they will be a load. And by all accounts, right now, it will happen right on time. The NFL is signaling that all systems will be go for the start of the regular season on time, on schedule, in the second week of September. The only question that remains is whether football fans and how many of them will be in the stadium stands. For that, we're going to have to stay tuned. Now from other news and notes in my Steelers grab bag. Hey, before we move on from Minka, there is this interesting footnote. Tweets Jerry Dulac, quote, Since Mike Tomlin became coach in 2007, only three Steelers players have been named first-team All-Pro in their second NFL season. Marquise Pouncey in 2011, Le'Veon Bell in 2014, and now Minka Fitzpatrick in 2019. Methinks we could see some all-pro repeats, of course, in 2020, if that defense is as good as advertised, and if on the other side of the football, Ben Roethlisberger has a big comeback season with that loaded Steelers receiving core. It will be interesting. Now, this from Trib Live and the Mike Tomlin Files. Quote, Bet Online released its betting lines for each of the league's 32 head coaches to be named Coach of the Year for the 2020 season. So it's odds against any of the coaches, the 32 coaches, being named as Coach of the Year in 2020. Mike Tomlin landed exactly in the middle. A three-way tie for 15th with the Minnesota Vikings' Mike Zimmer and Seattle Seahawks' Pete Carroll at odds 28-1 to to be Coach of the Year. The betting favorites both have ties to quarterback Tom Brady. One is 
former coach, Bill Belichick, who will be without Brady, and the other is Bruce Arians, who will be with Brady down in Tampa. Both are 12 to 1 odds to be named Coach of the Year. The longest shots on the board are at 50 to 1 odds. They include former Penn State coach Bill O'Brien, now with the Houston Texans. Also at 50 to 1 are New York Jets Adam Gase and the Jacksonville Jaguars Doug Marone. Looking at the AFC North, we have the Cleveland Browns coach. Kevin Stefanski with the best odds at 18 to 1. Reigning coach of the year, John Harbaugh with the Ravens, clocks in at 25 to 1 odds. And the Cincinnati Bungles, Zach Taylor, is at 33 to 1. So, where are you placing your bets, Pittsburgh fans? Hey, before you plunk down your cash, Trib Live leaves us with this note on Tomlin. Mike Tomlin never has had a losing record in any of his 13 Steelers seasons. But he's also never won AP Coach of the Year. Hmm, that is odd, isn't it? Finally, at the top of the show, we talked about the un-Steelers-like way in which Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and company built this staunch Steelers secondary. Let's explore that in a little more detail, tracing all the pieces to this steel-like puzzle in Pittsburgh. In doing so, we give credit where credit is due, with Colbert accepting his secondary mistakes via the draft and acting with trades and in free agency to correct them. Sure, everyone loves to trace the turnaround to Minka Fitzpatrick, and certainly he was a key piece of the puzzle. How key? Well, the site across the bridge sums up his Steelers' impact nicely in this tweet. Quote, Minka Fitzpatrick's 2019 timeline. Traded on September 16th. Starting in a brand new defense on September 22nd. Five interceptions in his first seven games with the Steelers. Teams stopped throwing anywhere near him. Targeted just twice in the last eight weeks of the season. First team all-pro selection, unquote. Not bad. But Nick Farbar goes deeper than that into this defense, and he credits Colbert for recognizing his drafting deficiencies and making other player personnel moves in order for his team to improve. Nick tweets this, quote, The Steelers haven't had much success drafting defensive backs. But for Kevin Colbert to admit that mistake, go outside of the organization, and make aggressive moves, fix the secondary, deserves praise. Nelson, Hayden, Minka, and Hilton, all from outside the organization, all of them hits, adds Farbaugh. Quote, the Steelers' transformation of their secondary has been beautiful. Trading for Minka Fitzpatrick, signing Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson, finding a diamond in the rough in Mike Hilton, drafting Cam Sutton. Props to Kevin Colbert for not messing around and fixing it, unquote. Hey, we, like Nick, love to give credit where credit's due. And that Steelers defensive secondary deserves a lot of credit. And the architect, not through the draft, 
but in other means available to all teams, player personnel moves, trades, free agency, Kevin Colbert made his mark. And of course, Colbert has had his hits too, big time in the draft, especially on the other side of the ball. And Farbaugh, ever the fair-minded Steeler analyst, points this out to his Pittsburgh fans. He tweets, Kevin Colbert has had an insane record of drafting wide receivers. Over his tenure, he's drafted Plaxico Burris, Antoine Randall L., Santonio Holmes, Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown, Martavius Bryant, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, and Deontay Johnson, unquote. No one bats a thousand, that is for sure. But some of us aren't as willing to see, admit, and then correct our mistakes. Credit again to Colbert in doing whatever it took to strengthen that Steelers secondary and I can't wait to see it shine. Of course, we said before the Steelers don't have much tested talent behind those starters, and this will be a concern. But when all of those number ones are on the field, the Steelers' defense has the potential to be elite. This is probably the most exciting reason to be a Steelers fan going into 2020, and I'll happily pay whatever the price is to see the defense against the highly touted quarterback Lamar Jackson and his Ravens. The rematch is going to be special. I just hope I get the chance to use the season tickets I've already paid for in order to see it in person. The NFL is planning to play the games as scheduled. That looks like a lock as the lockdowns are easing, but it's still up in the air whether fans and how many of them will be allowed in the stands in the age of the coronavirus. But if I can, I will be there for whichever games are available. Hey, I'm not cavalier with my health, but you have to live your life. And there are few better things in life than football in the fall in Western PA. As Hall of Famer Joe Green once said, the place to be in the fall is in the stadium, cheering. Steelers. Here's to a return to that tradition. We can dream, can't we? And that is your very hopeful Steelers update podcast for now. Download it wherever you download your favorite audio and podcast. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.